Hello and welcome to Stack of Dice. We are going to record our final episode in the Getting to Know You series. And this one is about me, Rhett, the DM for Stack of Dice. And Meredith is actually going to guide me through the question, so take it away. Hello. All right, so we're going to start off with the same as everybody else. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a librarian and work a pretty good distance away from home. Uh, and when I'm not doing that, I'm usually going for walks or spending time learning new things. So I just spend a lot of time reading and trying to understand a little bit more about the world around me mm -hmm. and spending time with family and uh, just trying to stay sane with all the things going on <laughs> in life around here. Yeah, for real. Um, how long have you played D&D? Hmm. I think it started for me in third grade. Wow. There were a couple kids. We Our school, first of all, I went to school in Germany growing up, and our school was located right next to the housing area. And so at lunchtime, these two kids would go home and they would play D&D. &D. I knew nothing about it, but they would come back talking about the adventure they had that day during lunch. And I always thought, man, that sounds so neat. And yeah. the, the most fascinating part to me was the fact that the game would persist. It would it would extend into the next right. day. Right, they the just next. would continue it each time. And uh, to me, that was just a novel concept. Yeah. It's, it was like a, a, a board game times a million because yeah. with a board game you start over every time you do every time you pull that board out it's a brand new game with this i thought man you get to see a character develop and you get to do things that you can't do in real life mm -hmm. it's just fascinating uh from there i didn't have any books no nothing so it was just me drawing maps on graph paper that i stole from the math classroom <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just trying to imagine my own worlds and creatures and things. Uh, and then uh, finally in high school, we moved to New Jersey and somehow I got in hold of a Shadowrun book. A Shadowrun is a different, it's kind of a cyberpunk okay. campaign setting, not, not even related to Dungeons and Dragons. I got it from somewhere. I don't know if it was a garage sale or something. Mm -hmm. No clue what it was talking about. And so I was bringing it to school with me to try and understand it better. And one of the guys in the hallway saw me reading it and he said, hey, what's that? And so I said, well, it's this book. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, well, we play Dungeons and Dragons. Why don't you come over sometime and we'll give you a character and you can play. And so that's how I met my group of high school friends. We played pretty much every Friday. Mm -hmm. And that was the other kids were out doing whatever they were doing and mm -hmm. we were down in his dungeon basement with cats <laughs> crawling all over the place and... you're not doing much to improve people's stereotypical visions of the dnd groups well, yeah. in the dungeon with cats <laughs> surprisingly though uh, we were all every one of us was on at least one sports team if mm -hmm. not more so we we had other things that we did we went out and did, played a lot of football and all sorts of things so it wasn't just that uh, so I'd like to think that we weren't quite the stereotype <laughs> then, but we, we had fun and that held us together through high school. Yeah. Uh, and then I, in college, I played a little bit. Yeah. I remember you had a sweet five game going yeah, a yeah. little bit, kind of. So we, we, we played a couple times and basically from that time on, I've always 
the end. Yeah, I was gonna say everywhere we've been, you seem to try and get a game together yeah, if I you can. To, try to get a game together, and I'm usually the one who ends up running it, which is okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's fun being the one in charge of the story, but at the same time, it's nice to not have to be stuck with the with the duty of keeping up with all of it, and organizing everything. Right. Well, that was actually gonna be my next question, because. I've always known you to be the DM. I didn't know if you, how many times if you had ever really been a player. And my question was going to be, have you always been the DM? But I guess not. No, no. Uh, in fact, really, until adulthood, I guess, uh, it's it's always been me playing. So who DM'd your high school games? My friend Scott. Scott did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he did a good job. Yeah, we, we have some pretty good memories of... Mm -hmm certain things going on so yeah it was it was a lot of fun but okay. yeah there there's good to be had in in the creative process of running the game too i think you you have generally been in that role because since you're the one starting starting the games and usually the people you're pulling in have either never heard of it or have never played so they're really not good candidates for trying to run a campaign that'd be like me trying to take <laughs> <laughs> take over this campaign it would be a mess so yeah, yeah but you know uh really i think of the group that we've assembled yeah myrick actually he has could. the most experience he could uh so he uh the guy who's going to be playing Womberbash, Womberbash. is uh, uh he's been playing now for about three years ish mm -hmm. and uh so and boy time, does he take it seriously <laughs> oh yeah now this is the guy who uh in our regular game that we play outside of the podcast, created his own spell book, bound it, uh, printed off individual pages, and it, it's a nice-looking mm -hmm. book that he doesn't use anymore <laughs> because he's <laughs> converted it into an app using his extreme programming prowess. But, uh, yeah, he, he really gets into anything he does, and so I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. what he does with a mystic. It's going to be good. Well, you've kind of already answered this, too. What, what are the things that you like about D&D? You mentioned that what drew you to it initially as a third grader which i didn't know that it's funny guys i have i've known this guy for like 22 years and i had no idea he started in third grade yeah. that's so funny um but yeah you mentioned then that you just kind of like the, the serial nature of it that it continues on that you can do things that you can't do in real life you know other things that kind of draw you to it absolutely uh the the creative aspect, being able to to just make up a world and go as in-depth in it as you want to come up with your own places and histories and names and people and whatever. that There's a lot of fun in doing that. I find it fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and certainly when there's downtime or when I'm bored in a meeting or something, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing keeping hope, me from... Hope none of your employers are listening <laughs> to this. There's nothing keeping me from pulling a corner of my notepad and uh you know scribbling some notes down on it yeah uh the social aspect i think every one of us so far in our getting to know you episodes has really stressed the importance to them of getting together and doing stuff and there it's it's a lot of fun because in that time sitting around a table looking at each other uh you get that that shared camaraderie, you get yeah. that uh, sense of overcoming challenges together. And then the, the inside jokes that come yeah. up as a result, uh, we still talk about Myrick's uh, dragonborn sorcerer as a horse puncher. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a separate story. That's a different story. And you know, that that's actually very interesting 
for those who might be listening who are new to the D&D world or have some preconceptions about people who play D&D, I think social is probably not a thing that they readily associate with them. They think of, oh, Dungeons and Dragons players, these antisocial nerds who retreat from the world. And every single one of us has all, has said that the getting together and being with other people and sharing experience is one of our favorite things about it. So hopefully we're debunking some myths about the typical D&D player with this kind yeah. of thing. And actually with the exception of our son, uh, everyone mm -hmm. in the group is married. <laughs> right, right. Not a bunch of uh, ancient losers or anything like or that. Or super young, fresh-faced kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We 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 have busy lives. We're all workers. Mm -hmm. We're all married, and so yeah, it's it's a good group, and hopefully that will show through in our game time that we share with you. Yeah. So, what are you looking most forward to? with this podcast game of all the games you run so far how do you think this is going to differ for you i think this is the the world of vardalon is the most in-depth world that i've been able to help create so between thane and me and our our long walks and talks uh, we've come up with some pretty in-depth storyline and some ideas i think that will be a lot of fun to see play out uh so I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of creative people, yes, you, <laughs> getting into this world and moving around and just doing things. Uh, it, one of the things that is a true joy for a dungeon master is to come up with a series of challenges or obstacles and then just watch, sit back and watch as the players figure out how to overcome them. And I'll tell you, most times they come up with things that you never even thought of. Yeah. As an example... A few games ago in, in our offline game, uh, we were playing through the Princes of the Apocalypse campaign, and in one of the scenes, I had the party go down into a basement where there was a scrying pool. There was a pool that the guy who owned the place would, would go to communicate with his superiors, and so there was this pool that he would look into and be able to talk with someone on the remote end. Well, this bad guy down in the basement also had the ability, he, he's from the water cult, and so he was able to turn into a water snake. So just this snake shaped out of water. Mm. And he was coming at the party, and Kat, Myrick's wife, yeah. decided, as a cleric, I'm going to cast Destroy Water. And this, I, I just thought, even though the actual rules on the spell indicate that the water has to be in a container, I, I, I just love the idea so much that as the DM, I said, you know what? It works. Go for it. And yeah. You just see the, the shape kind of suddenly just dissolve as the water spills out everywhere on the floor. And they won that fight. It could have been a lot worse. But because of her creativity, I just thought, man, that's that's too good to let. Yeah, you go. can't pass that up. Uh, so I love. Rules, schmools. Yeah. <laughs> and really, in my experience, being the DM is not about control. Mm -hmm. It's more about facilitating the story and making it fun and memorable. And in that case, I just thought, man, this is this is too much fun to let go. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm hopeful that we can do some of that in this podcast game as well. Awesome. So is there anything that makes you nervous? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> let's hear it. Uh, I just read an article last night. I had seen it on Facebook, but thought I would finally buckle down and read it. And I forget the exact title, but it was something to the effect of, successful people begin before they feel ready. 
Hmm. And it's it's an article written about Richard Branson, uh, the guy who created Virgin Airlines. And oh, okay. He's a billionaire and has 400 businesses, and you know he's he the the author of the article was saying. I doubt that he's qualified to actually run any of them. Right. And yet he does successfully. And uh, so if that is the case, we will be the number one podcast in the world <laughs> because we are nowhere near ready Aww. in my mind. However, yeah. you know, most of it is just getting started. So if we can get yeah. out there and be consistent with our postings and our game sessions mm -hmm. and just work with the community uh, that hopefully develops around this, you know, we'll we'll have something that people want to listen to. We're we're going to keep it family friendly. Absolutely. There will never ever be an explicit tag associated with any of our recordings. Mm -hmm. And so our goal is to provide fun, interactive entertainment that everyone can listen to and not have to worry about. Uh, as far as concerns, I am concerned that it's going to fall flat. Aww. <laughs> and yeah. Really, that's that's. You know, with the podcasts that I listen to uh, out there that are D&D role-playing games, I, I really take comfort from them because not every episode is gold. Right. Uh, some of them are flat and boring, and, and you know what? That's fine. It's going to happen to us, too. Mm -hmm. But as long as people understand that and stick with us through those flat and boring episodes, yeah. you know what? Hopefully the first episode won't be like, we want to start <laughs> off on a good note. But yeah, I mean, you, there's a natural ebb and flow to this game, just like there would be to any mm -hmm. storytelling thing. Not every single um, session can include an epic fight and, an, you know, and a treasure hunt and all this stuff. I mean, there's got to be some getting from one place to the next. There's got to be some character development in there, which doesn't always happen in moments of high action. So yeah. hopefully we'll make it, uh, it, it will be sufficiently engaging that people will also be interested in the lower action scenes as they are necessary. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm going to encourage each of the players to really, instead of saying, my character goes over here and does this, actually mm -hmm. saying, talking through dialogue points, instead of saying, I'm going to say this to that person, you actually yeah, say, just say it. hey, and then mm -hmm. speak like you're in your character. And that, I think, will help to draw people into the story and really it's amazing whenever I put on a voice or something how suddenly I find myself thinking down different paths mm -hmm. that that I would never have thought down otherwise and so as as you take on Tira's persona and start talking maybe you'll say things that you never would have <laughs> <laughs> that has been my downfall in previous games. I get too much into my. I, I just said I gets. I get too much into my character, and something flies out of my mouth, and people look at me. <laughs> well, you know. So maybe, maybe you don't want to wish that on me. Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> Speaking of memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of inside jokes that come from these games. Yeah. Oh goodness. But I'll tell you, you know. One of my biggest inspirations in getting this started has been the Sneak Attack podcast. Yes. And it's been a lot of fun to listen to them from episode one all the way up to their most recent one in the Podcast of Annihilation series. And they do so much fun stuff. And it, it starts with them playing their characters. It starts with them having a good time at the table together and interacting well with each other. And so uh, thanks, guys. If you're listening to this, I appreciate the 
inspiration you've given me in getting this going, and we will try and stagger our release t dates so that they don't interfere with your Fridays. I don't think we can go into competition with them at this point. <laughs> no, no, it's, it, it's no competition, but yeah, yeah. I don't want to detract from the work that they're doing. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, and one of the encouraging things to me is the amount of community interaction they get on their site. There are people who paint magnificent pictures and come up with all sorts of fan related stuff uh, drawing together the artwork that's produced for it and uh, even the stories of the motivation they get uh, with stuff not even related to gaming it's just yeah. man i really look forward to your podcast because i'm going through a tough time and it distracts me from the troubles yeah and I, you know if we can get one comment like that yeah it would be worth it to me uh, but for the most part, as the DM of this group, I know we have a good group assembled. And hopefully you'll find that the world and the history and everything that we're working to put together for this will be engaging. And that you'll find this to be something that you listen to regularly. Yeah, that would be great. That really would be great to have a kind of a regular listener Okay, base. Uh, base. <laughs> I had the word readership in my mind. I thought that doesn't work. That, yeah, there you go. Audience. Yeah. That's better. Well, thanks. I think it's good to get to know everybody in the game here. We've gotten to know the people who are playing, and it's good to get to know our fearless leader. <laughs> no, there's plenty of fear. Yeah, well, <laughs> you play it off well. So that's it. I think that wraps it up for our Getting to Know You series. We, we've gone through each of the character creation processes and then just getting to hear from me. And we look forward to hearing from you about your game experiences and the things that you enjoy or, or things that maybe you'd like to work on with your own gaming. But whatever the case, we hope to see you at our table and we enjoy getting to bring this world to you. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we'll find that it's something that brings us all together. Yeah. Thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you later. Welcome to Slack. <laughs> Slack and dice. Slap the dice. <laughs> Let's hope we don't slap the dice. <laughs> Do we need to start over? No, that's all right. I can cut this. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just stop it. Nope. <laughs> I'm cutting it. Okay, fine.
cut. Sí. <laughs>